hello and welcome back to another episode of the Kaya Cast. I'm Brad, and today I'm joined by Gina from the Kaya team. And our guest today is Maseri Mate, founder of Arts Entertainment, uh, as well as the Akapa to the World Festival, which is having its inaugural um, date on the 17th of December. Yes. Maseri, welcome. Thank you what for having me. What do you think? I know you've been doing quite a press run over yeah. the last little while mm-hmm. and, and pushing hard. What do you think people miss out from the intro of you and and what you do? Um, as a I human being, you can go as broad as you'd like. What, what's missing from the intro? Yeah. Um, so when I introduce myself to people, I normally just say it's Black Iris <laughs> to avoid the whole ID name thing. But aside from that, um, what Ikapa to the World is and what Arts Entertainment stands for is really to uplift Cape Town, you know, and to put us um, to build our own systems, build our own industry and have the capacity to do that. So, you know, Ikapa to the World Festival, like you said, is the first one taking place. And we're really trying to make it a thing that happens every two months. And each experience is supposed to be different. You know, you learn something. You don't go home just with, oh, I had a good time. It was a party. But no, you actually take home an educational element, you know, because we find that in Cape Town specifically, or South Africa in general, rather, creators are not educated on the business side of music. You know, they just focus on the music side or even just the creative side. And that ends up becoming their doom, you know. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to put them at a higher level by actually teaching them that, hey, there's a business to this thing and this is how it works. These are the platforms that exist to help you and this is how you access them. So, yeah. What got you into the creative industry initially? Um, I'd assume art started first and then from that, the idea for the Cup to the World came. What got you into the industry initially? So um, I used to like write poetry initially um, and then... Actually, the like the pivotal moment where I decided, you know, oh, I'm gonna do this like forever, is when I went to an Eminem concert. Um, when he was here, the one in Cape Town. Yeah, yeah sure. I went with my dad, and I yeah, was so like, "You must have been quite young. Yeah. that was a while ago." Yeah, I was, I was, I was like, I think I was 15, mm. 14, 15, and you know, that's not like the place that you would think that a father would take. His 15-year-old daughter. You know, and I actually begged him to like, please buy me mm. the tickets. And he was like, no. And I was like, I'm gonna find the cheapest one. And we got we got there. And as soon as like Eminem came out, I ran down and I left him there. <laughs> and just the whole experience of how like he handled the performance and how the stage production was done and the art element of actually a performance and not just grabbing a mic and jumping up and down. Mm. I went home that day. I was like, yo, I want to be where he was. You know, one day I want to have a concert that's an actual experience, mm. a creative experience where the stage, the LCD screens, everything is set up in a way that, you know, the song, it's also like there's a visual element of it. You know, you feel the music. So, yeah, around uh, 20, 2015, 2016 is when I decided to take it seriously and uh, started writing music, started writing rap music, um, and I started buying Eminem CDs and just studying him and all of those things. Um, and then as I started making music and I tried to like almost like break into the industry in Cape Town, I found that there was a lot of division, man. You know, mm. there's this elitism going on. Like if you don't know this person and this person, then you can't get in there. If you don't know the owner of this club, then you can't book, you know, like things mm. like that, you know. And it was frustrating, especially when you're a kid, you know, you're like, oh, my gosh, there's this exciting thing of music, you know. All my peers are doing it. Let's do it together. But everyone is in their own, like, little clique, you know. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do my own thing. So I decided to start Arts Entertainment. And even with the name, it's an acronym. It means artistically related to sound. And the two is like a double entendre. So it means two sound and also two, which is music and visual um, representation of music and the presentation of it. So that's what we always aim to do. That's why even with our marketing and our brand partnerships, we always try to create a story, you know, that's relatable and relevant to the youth. So, yeah, that's the the founding story. That was a good one, that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think largely there's a lot of common elements between how you started and or more so why you started and, and yeah. what you were trying to do to what we've wanted to do here and... Um, yeah, my first company was very similar in terms of the event space and like, yes, exactly. There's a lot of gatekeeping. There's a lot yeah. of clickiness or, and I 
like to say there was, and I mm. think it's definitely improving. Yeah, it's um, improving now. Because we've got young people who are seeing that issue with the industry as it was and going, hey, but guys, this is keeping down so much of yeah. the talent that we have to offer in this in the city and in this country yeah. at large. Um, and, you know, it's exactly that. I think the talent... And I think we're all on the same page in the industry in terms of the talent is undeniable. Yeah, there's tons definitely. of it. It's in whatever you want to look at: music, art, poetry, rap, comedy, like Everything. whatever it is. There's yeah. there's an incredible amount of talent in, and I'm, I'm like I'm we I, we're kept on focused, and it's starting. Yeah. You know, starting at home, we had someone. Yeah, yeah we recently um, posted a clip talking about I don't know just the Cape Town industry, and the person said. Um, you know, in Cape Town and South Africa, and the TikTok people popped off. And like, I'm trying to like look at it from like a perspective. It's not something I said, so I'm also like just yeah. trying to. Oh, was it the guy that was? Yes. Yeah, yeah, and I remember. And people were like, um, yeah, people are like dividing Cape Town from South Africa. Like, it's its own nation state. Like, the problem is people like think of it like these two separate yeah, entities. Yeah, that's what I also got told when I was in Joburg by people there mm. that Cape Town must stop acting like it's a little island. And I was like. But, like, are people mm. just, like, jealous? I don't I think, know. I, like think, <laughs> I think what it is that we treat ourselves like an island because they treat us like an island. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, the fact that there's a separation between the Joburg-Durban space and mm. Cape Town. You know, we're always, like, people don't even take us seriously, like, in terms of when we do events. Even in the, in the, in the um, legal space, like, I remember when we were doing research um, and I read up on the um, uh, event summary um, p compiled by the Premier's office. And it said that the industry in general in South Africa looks at Cape Town like we don't have any strategic vision or path mm. with our events. Like, it's just ad hoc-based. Mm. Mm. So it's not that we just treat ourselves like an island mm. just because mm. we get looked at that way mm. by the rest of the country. Yeah. And so instead of taking that as a disadvantage, we pivot on that. Yeah. And we're, gonna, we're trying to make, even with Ikapa to the World and all these systems that we're creating, we're making them come to us yeah. mm. instead of us going to them. Yeah. Like, hey, we're doing this thing. Please look at yeah. us. You know, so that's that's my yeah. way of looking yeah, at it. Interesting, yeah, interesting, yeah. I think it's, for me, it's just we're Cape Townians focusing on Cape Town yeah. because that's where we can have an impact and that's where we can actually make change that at large, like, I would love to spread to the rest of South Africa because yeah. so much of what is true about the Cape Town creative scene is true of the rest mm. of the country. I think yeah. there's a lot of parts of the country where the creative scene is a lot better capitalized. Yeah. Joburg in particular. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so like what you're saying about they see it more here as like an ad hoc, like, I mean, there's a stereotype of like Cape Town, they're like way like chilled back, <coughs> like laid back and Joburg, so they're like fast paced, like business, but that doesn't mean that we're not capable exactly. of like, you know, running businesses. We're not just mm. like on the beach, like all day, exactly. you know, even like, even, nice. even <laughs> like, I don't want to be like political or anything, yeah. like, mm. but I'm going to bring up the recent thing that just happened, like with the confest, yes. you know, okay. people were like, why are we like pushing for a Joburg thing? Yeah. When mm. Cape Town people try to do a festival like confest, no one is as supportive, mm. you know, mm. we're not all talking about it. You know what I mean? And that's why, like, some of the artists that, or most people that I know, they, like, boycotted not going because it's like, you know, yes, it, it, it's Ricky's vision. Mm. And I'm sure even the way he wanted it to be wasn't yeah. what had happened. Yeah. You know, like, with the lineup, with even the whole open mic thing, that was very insulting. You know, why are you having open mics? You never had open mics in Joburg. Mm, you know, it's I like we have to have a competition mean. now and fight amongst <laughs> ourselves for the small market. Yeah. You know what I mean? So things like that, it's like... We we get treated like that by the rest of the country. So we're trying to like create unity amongst ourselves as a city. That's why we're focusing in Cape Town mm. first, mm. and then naturally, once the growth has been established there, we will expand yeah. nationally. You know, like how um, youngster started. Mm. Youngster started lo um, locally in Cape Town, and now he's spread. So it's gonna happen like naturally. You know, but people shouldn't like. I don't know, put this this, yeah. this yeah. ideology of what they think yeah. we are when, yeah. you know. That's sort of how I viewed it as when I was like, am I missing something? People seem really passionate about yeah. this. Yeah. So. Yeah. Look, and uh, I think Youngster's an incredible example. Shout out to Youngster. Saw him perform again last week and just always unreal. But the realist, like, repping of his city that is 
like it's so compelling and it's so beautiful to watch like it's yeah. it's really incredible like watching him perform and the passion he's got for the city and you know I don't think anyone who's really passionate about Cape Town is I mean look there are some yeah, yeah, Cape Town yeah. Independence, whatever the fuck that nonsense is. But <laughs> like, oh, we can swear. Yeah, yeah you can swear, oh, okay. please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like worried because no, on the radio, no, 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 no. On is, radio, I have to like keep my tongue. This is not daytime <laughs> television. You okay, can say cool. whatever you want. But like, most people who are invested in the Cape Town industry, I'm not like backing the Cape Town industry at the exclusion of the South African industry. Yeah, like I'll also share mm. those artists, but I'm here. The people I know and love in the industry are, are here. here. The people who I just see by virtue of being here are here. Yeah. So naturally, that's my support and yeah. where I can focus my support. And and I think that's the other thing is because it's an undercapitalized industry, because mm. there's not a lot of infrastructure, because there's so much lack of knowledge and education and understanding, like we have to really focus in on a specific market to yeah. have an impact in in the kind of creative market as it is and yeah. for me and and for you right now that's cape town and yes. you know but like fuck it, i want to you know and i think it's as the festival name says like you to the world like yeah mm. i want us to be able to have this impact all over the world yes but always remembering where Starting we came from home, yeah and and what got us into it and the passion that that got us into it yeah Speaking, unless you want to, go for it, go for it, go for it. We sometimes fight over the mic. and uh, <laughs> Such um, a couple. <laughs> I, well, yeah, I wanted to take it back to arts entertainment and uh, your business partner isn't here today. But I yeah. just wanted to like know in the lead up to this event and the, it's you two mainly running it, right? As like the head or is there, are there more people we don't know about? Yeah, there, there is a team um, okay. behind us, um, but we're the two running it. Okay. Yeah. Sort of like what your roles look like in putting together something like this and how it's been. So between us two, um, I'm the creative person. So like whenever I do events like or any project, I always think of it from a creative element. Mm. And that's why even the name Ikapa to the world, you know, it came to me like how people always say creatives don't sleep at night and mm. ideas just come. And it literally happened that way because I was like, OK, I'm working on a project that I want to develop and this is the idea. What's the name? It has to be about Cape Town. It has to be, you know, something that sticks and something that can be like an ideology. You know, and what better was Ikapa to the world? You know, because everyone knows what Ikapa means. Mm. Everyone, even like, I remember when I was on radio the other time, this guy was telling me about when people stop at the bus, uh, bus stops on the way to Cape Town, they always be like, are you going to Ikapa? You know, like, I mean, things like that. It's a, it's a thing that everybody knows that Ikapa is Cape Town. So I was like, what the, the, the goal and the dream is Ikapa to the world. So that's how the idea came about. And then with executing it, and putting it into what it is now, I have to shout out my my business coach, um, Lebo uh, Mulefe um, on Alan Gray, um, 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 Alan Gray Opus Foundation, or the Association of Alan Gray Fellows. Um, we get a, appointed business coaches. So he helped me like narrow it down because initially it was just a lot of words and ideas and like I wasn't really focused on what is the mission behind this, what's the objective, and he helped me like kind of put it down in a concise manner so that by the time we approach the sponsors and the brand partners, you know, I can just speak out of it without having to have any paper next to me mm. and stuff like that. So with that, like my role is like I'm the event director. So I deal with the client. I deal with the, the brand partners like yourself. Um, I deal with the venue and also the finalizing of contracts and approving contracts and booking of artists. And then my business partner deals with the admin, you know, um, managing the finances, making sure we have enough money for this and that, you know, that all the nitty gritty stuff that really just bores me to hell because I'm the creative person. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the team just helps with um, managing everything else. You know, we have a stage manager, we have the person who's going to be dealing with the artists, you know, making sure that they send everything, like their bio and their pictures and all of that. So, yeah, that's pretty much the team. Everyone is, like, split up into that. And then we have our guy who's, like, on the ground marketing you know, like giving out flyers. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we 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 kind of a mixture of a variety of things, but 
most of us are creative people, so we always think of it in that way. Mm. Um, except my, my business partner, she's not a creative. Mm. <laughs> I think it's so important to have like that one person. Yes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, agreed. And you know, for creative people who look at this kind of a conversation where we're talking about how important the business aspect is and the business education and you know, getting on top of the financial side and all yeah. of that. Like, I think we say that very much with the context of we know that for creative people that's fucking horrible and it's the absolute, you know, it's no one worst. wants to do yeah. it. it. And and for most creative people, it just isn't the way your brain works. Mm. Um, and, and for that reason, it becomes overwhelming and it becomes this, like, insurmountable task. Um, and, you know... The, on one hand, a I think all creatives need to have some element of understanding yes, of all definitely. of the you know you need to understand the finances. You need to understand like registering yourself as a business and registering yourself with PROs and all of that, which which comes into it. But also, you need to understand a little bit about marketing and you need to understand a little bit about because hopefully you get good enough at you know the jack of all trades aspect. And then you can get to a point where you can bring people onto your team who do all the shit that you don't want to. Yeah. But what's important is that, and I think many an artist has fallen short of this, is if you go into those kinds of relationships and it's whether it's a manager or a, you know, just an accountant or a marketing person. And if you have no idea yeah. what that looks like and how that is done, you don't have to be able to do it as well as them you'll by get no means. Yeah, but if you don't know if you don't have at least some rudimentary understanding of what it is they're doing, you're going to get fucked over in the long yeah, run. And it's definitely. like, you don't have to be as good as them. Employ people that are better at you than shit. Yeah. Better at, than you at shit. There we <laughs> go. Um, because it's just efficient. It means yeah, you can just go, you can sure. literally switch off your brain and go, well, they'll do a better job than me anyway. So even if they make a mistake, they'll make less mistakes than me. So fine, <laughs> you know. Um, but you have to be able to keep tabs on on and what you, that you is. know what's crazy um me being the person who does like all of that like i run the business i do the marketing and everything like that i really struggle with appointing someone to do it because it's like are they gonna do it mm. how i want it to be done are they gonna have it done in time um you know like even with even the banners like it took forever mm. you know and i even remember we had this company a different company that was going to do the branding um, and they botched it. So I did this myself. I designed the banners myself because I was like, sick. you know what I mean? Because yeah. I was like, that was the, this is the part I'm talking about is that <laughs> yes. I made sure that I can do everything myself and I know how to do it. Yeah. So that when someone else does it and it's not up to par, I can actually realize, recognize it and be like, mm, I'm not going to take this one. It's fine. Mm. And, you know, I, 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 one thing I hate is to waste my time. Mm. So, like, I would advise any creative, like, try and be good at the designing your own thing type mm. of thing, designing your own covers, designing your own, like, marketing stuff so that when you appoint someone, you don't appoint someone who's going to do a lackluster job because mm. then that's going to frustrate you. It's going to waste your time because then you're going to have to do it again yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... Like, that's what I'm working on now is that I want to find a team and build a team that, you know, I can be comfortable with, like, I don't have to worry. Yeah. yeah. You know and that's I mean? difficult. Yeah, that's very difficult yeah. at the moment. So it's better to 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 be good at the the marketing and designing stuff because it's your brand when you're an artist. You're not just a creative, especially now in the era that we're in. Um, companies are looking more now to work with brands because, I mean, uh, with artists because artists they have a different way of communicating yeah. with consumers that's more relatable and they, it adds like value to the product or the service mm. that the company is offering like for example um let's say for argument's sake how um, aka's deal with the with cruise you know people didn't really buy cruise before it was just like this fancy vodka that we didn't really yeah. you know we always went for sky and then cruise mm. watermelon came out and we like we're buying it just because it's AKA. AKA. Yeah. And on top of that, it tastes nice. Mm. You know what I mean? So it adds a different value and mm. experience to it because of AKH brand, you know? So I would advise artists now, like, to start working on that and focusing on the fact that, really, dude, like, you're not just a creative. It's not the 1960s anymore. Mm. Where all you do is record an album, hand it over to a record label, and you go about your business. Yeah. We're living in a digital era now where every single move you make is business yeah. orientated. Yeah. Yeah. Well said, and I, I think that's a important thing for people to note. Um, can you give people a 
idea of what they should expect at Ikapa to the World on the 17th. What from arriving, if they arrive at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, or, and assume someone's arriving and staying the whole time to the final performer, what can they expect over the course of the um, day? So we're doing things a bit different um, with this event. There's a lot of experiential marketing going into it. So as soon as you arrive at the door and you put on your armband, there's going to be a barcode similar to this that you scan that's going to open up an event gamification platform. So on that platform, um, you'll get the agenda of the event of what's going to happen, everybody that's involved, like yourselves, um, also an event map where they can find, okay, there's the Kaya Creatives Workshop, there's the Cape Tangent Cocktail Bar, this is where the stage is, this is where the smoking area is, you know, because the venue has like three floors, so like mm. that make it easier for them to access things. And on top of that, there'll also be like um, questions. So like, remember like what we're trying to do with this is trying to understand what it is that the city wants and how do we tailor to that? Because remember, we're trying to, this, that's our market right now. So the MC of the, one of the MCs will go around scanning everyone's barcode and, and like, uh, like a random question will pop up about the event or the brands there. Like, what do you think of the Kaya Creators Workshop? What did you learn? What do you think um, other companies can learn from them? What do you think Cape Town can learn from this? What is, what is missing in Cape Town, you know? And that information will be stored as like marketing data for all of us that's a part of this event to know that as you move forward from now on, what we are trying to do, we make sure that it addresses the needs and the customer pains mm. of the people who consume our work, mm. you know? So aside from that, there will also be like um, competitions going on, you know, you're taking pictures at the um, Cape Tangent cocktail bar, um, wall banner, and, you know, whoever has, like, the best way of representing what spirit of Cape Town they have, because the hashtag is spirit of the Cape, because Cape Town is a spirit, and it's also about the Kappa to the world, mm. so it's a little of a play on words when that, so whoever has, like, the best representation of, you know, this is my spirit of Cape Town, the love I have for it, they're going to win, like, a Cape Town package and a free gin tasting, um, and then there's also going to be, like, a prize for an MC who, like, freestyles around the Ikapa to the World word. Like, come up with a freestyle, either you're singing or you're rapping, whatever you want to do, that's going to be happening. And then with that, we have a prize for them, courtesy of Alan Gray, where they get a notebook to write all their raps and all their songs, um, a laptop bag and all of those things. So aside from all the, like, branding stuff, there's also going to be incredible performances from Cape Town's finest, um, and I was very specific with this lineup also because I didn't want to choose the usual people, you know. So there's a bit of a mixture of everything from house <coughs> to home to hip-hop to piano. Everything is like, it's ever it survived for everybody, you know. So there's going to be the Holy Alphonse stage, SLK, Boot Legend, um, myself, I'll be performing as well, Killer G coming in with the R&B vocals, and then DJs as well, Rocking the Dicks, Senora, um, Luto SA, DJ Rafagu, Fish Parcel, and Surreal Sessions. So it's going to be a vibe. It's going to be an experience. Um, it's going to be very different to what people are used to when it comes to a festival. Mm. Like I said, there'll be workshops as well by you guys and um, Berry Exchange um, platform, which is going to teach the artists how to make money on the side just using their phone, you know. So things like that where it's an educational element and people can actually feel like, okay, I can see myself coming to this event again because the next time they'll be learning something else, mm. you yeah. know? So, yeah, that's what you can expect on the 17th. VIP, unfortunately, sold out, but general access tickets are still available at web tickets or at any pick-and-pay outlets. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a vibe, man. It's going to be from 1 p.m. until half past 11 at night. Um, please come with your dancing shoes on. Please come mm-hmm. with your brain tuned in for learning and just... Let's have a good time and, 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 and get into December with uh, that Ikaba to the world mindset, you know, the ideology of, hey, by 2023, we have the potential and the capacity to take the city to the world. Cheers to that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a... Yeah, I was going to say, um, I've been seeing, as you're releasing, like, some of the artist stuff, um, it's like the, like, a van poster and then, like, a little video that they've yeah. made. And we were literally just talking about another festival that we feel has become, like, a bit aged and, like, I don't know, their marketing could, whatever. But it's, it was just, like, another thing of, like, how I feel our brands, like, really connect. Like, you understand the importance of, like, making that, like, connection between, like, the artist and the audience. Because 
I'm way more likely to attend your set if I felt like you were speaking to me yeah. and just like see your face on, on a, poster. a poster. It's such smart marketing and like you guys just understand that. Yeah. yeah. And I asked the artists like, you know, like to tell the people what Igapa to the world means mm. to them so that, you know, if the audience can be like, you know what, I fucks with that. I feel mm. the same. I'm going to pull up for your set. Exactly. You know? And it speaks to the Cape Town audience directly because the name itself and the artists from Cape Town are telling you what it means for them if they were able to take their mm. art to the world. So, exactly. Yeah. Thank you for that. Mm. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I think it's it's the storytelling. And as Gina said, like having that connection. And I mean, you see so many like DJs and you know, like posters, posters. And it's like, it's the same press photos. And yeah. it's just like, it's so like, easy to scroll past. It's just like, I don't even like see it. But, you know, as soon as you've got a video of that person talking to camera about something that, means something to them you know particularly like their city and and uh, an event that exists to celebrate that that's so much more compelling and people mm. do need to just get their shit together and start <laughs> being a bit more real mm -hmm. and you know like no one cares that you can make a nice pretty graphic now with an artist photo everyone has canva everyone knows how to do it shout out canva canva made this yo yeah yes, i mean yo. yeah no hate to no canva let me be yeah. very clear that's that's a real one i'm just yeah. saying you know everyone has access to it that you've got to find yeah. other ways to differentiate mm. and and make it special <laughs> and i think that's what yeah, I mean, uh, and as Gina said, I think that, that we align with as well, you know, in terms of it's important to create an experience, not just an event. Yes. Um, that was why I called my first company Audio Files Experiences. was like a, an event is, for me is like something you go to and it's that and then you leave. leave yeah. And you are a number and you go to the event and you leave. Whereas an experience is so much more just compelling as a as an idea, like yeah. if you hear about an experience, you have a very different perspective on that as, as opposed to just an event. So yeah. I think that's that's really special. What do you think? And I mean, we've kind of touched on a lot of different aspects, but what do you think is the thing that's missing? And maybe, you know, we can push you to get a bit more specific because we've already discussed that a big part of it is education, a big part of it, you know, is access. But if there was one thing that you had to pinpoint as the most i guess like critical solve that we need to figure out in in the cape town creative industry that will be the thing that takes ikapa to the world um <laughs> what is that <laughs> you know what does that look like um damn because it's all multifaceted mm. i know it's a horrible question <laughs> um i would say lack of investment and inadequate infrastructure those things mm. So if we had, if we had government, municipal government specifically, and provincial government invest more in the arts the same way how they do in Joburg, then we might be in a different playing field. And I say this because I was pitching um, my company and my event at a workshop in Santon uh, two weeks ago. And one of the people there, a colleague of mine, he had an event the week before and it was funded by the, um, the arts and culture department mm. in the province. And they gave him 150,000 rand. Hey, wow. Yeah. Wow. So he was like, you should apply. And I'm like, dude, you don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> We're yeah. not in the same city. We're not in the same province. Mm. Like in Cape Town, accessing government assistance is so difficult because it gets so like clicky and like, you know, and also just like the the... The division, like I was speaking to a colleague also who works in the radio space, and we'd see that the people who have the money, they only give you the money if you want if you push their agenda. Mm. So if they want to push Cape Cape Exit, I don't know, like the Brexit of Cape Town, yes. yeah. If you're gonna <laughs> push that agenda, they'll give you the money. Yeah. But if you're like, I don't, I don't, I don't mess with that, so I can't. And they're like, okay, then we'll just like give you the money and then we'll gatekeep everything you do. Yeah. You understand what I'm mm. saying? So. That's the in, that's the issue then on the investment part, and then the inadequate infrastructure is that, um, you know, if you look at how many studios you'd find in Joburg and Durban and other cities in the country, and the rates and also the rates of equipment and just hiring anything, it's so much cheaper. Hmm. It's so much cheaper hiring out a club, hiring out a venue is so much cheaper than in Cape Town. So when you want to have an event, you find yourself deep into debt 
because yeah. of how much money you have to spend on hiring certain things out. So that's where the infrastructure is not there. There's not enough um, assistance where like private corps or even government invest in, okay, we're going to build this space and the rates are going to be affordable for the regular guy. You know, it's not you know, a premium offering type of thing. You know, like I want to also say shout outs to Bridges for Music because mm. they're doing that and they're doing it in the township in Langa. So things like that need to happen more frequently, you know. And I won't say it's an easy thing because, like, we also have the issue of crime and all mm. of that. But it's a start, you know, to put those spaces in the townships, in the areas where, you know, the guy's talented as fuck, but he doesn't have enough money to go pay for a studio that's 1,000 rand per hour in, in town. Mm. You know what I mean? So that's where, like, we, we're struggling. And even with building your, your own home studio, I'll say this for free, like, I built my studio by buying equipment from Joburg <laughs> because it's more affordable. Like, if I can compare the prices of the store I bought from in Joburg to the, like, the uh, what's it called, Marshall Brothers or something like that, mm. here in Cape Town, it's so much cheaper. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, like... Did you, you know that? Uh, most is just a lot more infrastructure in Joburg, yeah. so things tend so to be... The cost of living in Joburg at large cheaper. is much lower. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. across True. the board. Yeah. yeah. Um... I want to, on that note, if you're trying to build a home studio <laughs> or want to buy some gear, I'm going to shout out my homies at Soundworks because they're a lot cheaper than the Marshall Music or the Mars Music or the... I should not be saying... Actually, no, it's a private endorsement. Fuck it, I can do yeah. what I want. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> let's, the man. other chain music, yeah. let's, let's not get any Name more names, into it. Yeah. Um, but shout out to the guys at Soundworks. It's Interkai. It's a family-owned business. They've been in the industry for decades. They know what they're on about, and they they don't take the piss. And if you tell them that Brad sent you, then maybe <laughs> they'll be nice to you. I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, I think that's the other thing is that some something like Soundworks, and, I, you know, from a sound perspective, I've worked with tons of people over the years, and their primary thing is live sound, but, you know, recording, music instruments, everything. Yeah. Um, and the amount of people that don't know about it also because yeah, they're a small family-owned like brand one, and they yeah. don't really... You know. But, you know, like, let's be sharing these resources because the other... I mean, the point to me is there are spaces that exist in Cape Town, I think Bridges for Music being one of them. Mm. Um, you know, a place like Soundworks, which maybe flies a bit in the face of that, you know, high-cost thing where there are spaces. There's also mm. an incredible second-hand music gear store, which I do forget the name of. Um, but... I think also what plays a big yeah. part in the, um, places like Soundworks not being known is because of like the monopoly going on in mm. in the events and and sound yeah. space. Is that we whenever even like when you Google the first thing that pops up is Marshall thing. Mm. I have yeah. no hate against Marshall. Yeah. But yeah, expensive. <laughs> um, so like there's a monopoly going on yeah. and it gets tricky for the, the little guys like, mm. like Soundworks to come in and be like, hey, guys, we offer affordable, yeah. same quality, you know, but it's more affordable mm. and it's more accessible. So those kind of things that, like, they... Also the fact that, you know, the little guy in the township maybe might not have, you know, access to stable internet to be able to Google where can I find Soundworks, you know what mm. I mean? So things like, you know, putting yourselves out there in the spaces where most creatives are at mm. but they don't have resources and access that's why we're trying to go into workshops now yeah. um in, in in community 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 um halls and stuff like that where we hand our pamphlets put our posters you know and all you have to do is just like take the whatsapp number because i whatsapp now is the easiest way to communicate as a business so you know making it more accessible to the guy who might not have you know the wi-fi and the internet you know because like I said, like the most affordable, most accessible things are always like in the Joburgs. Mm. And if you find someone that's accessible in Cape Town, it's mm. like that one guy, like Soundworks, yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah. they, there's a lot of things that play into it as to why we are struggling. Mm. But I think the biggest element is the lack of investment yeah. because that also um, falls into the lack of education. Yeah. And yeah. also the demystifying of policies in terms of music, you know, like why is it so complicated to register with Samro? Why is it you understand what I'm saying? Let's why not start with Samro? <laughs> like you understand what I'm saying? Like yeah. all these policies and things that are in place are so complex mm. and this very like bureaucratic kind of thing going on. Yeah. And it's like demystify those things, make simplify them, you know? Like because like we said, the artist is mostly the creative guy. They don't mm. really focus into that admin type of thing. Mm. So make it 
easy for them to understand, you know. Yeah. But they don't do it, you know. Like so, that's the thing of like, if there's an investment, if there's adequate infrastructure, it then falters down to everything else yeah. that's at issue. So yeah, yeah. Samra, sort your <laughs> shit out please <laughs> we're just gonna clip that just that five second reel uh, <laughs> frankly if samuro could sort its shit out that would solve a whole lot of problems you know, guys, I for out, a whole lot of people i find out on this um as a blog apparently samuro only has 11 employees i don't know if that's true that might uh, explain <laughs> that a lot of things. Like, yeah. Frankly, that's one of the most believable things I've yeah. heard about Samurai like, in a long while. That makes so much sense. Why you guys have like <laughs> 250 million rand not paid out to people? Nah, like yeah. 11 people are handling that? That's what? crazy. That's crazy. We may need to verify that. Maybe someone that. was just like <laughs> seeking an answer. They were yeah. like, no. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's true, but I read it somewhere. Um, just well, Samurai refuted with proof. Um, yeah. yeah. Otherwise... If that's you don't, know. that's Living all people, people know. So, yeah. and also where that 250 million rand's going <laughs> and where, we, yeah. where that's sitting. Um, did you want to say something? Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> um, just in terms of like the lack of investment, I think particularly with like creative, the creative industry, there's just like a lack of like respect for like what it is and the value it literally provides 100%. to like life. Like, Imagine there was no music. Imagine there was nothing you could enjoy in life. Like how sad everyone would be. So like creators just get undervalued. And like the government definitely don't see its value. Yeah, all you suits who talk about people getting real jobs. What do you listen to in the car on the way? Yeah. Exactly. I I, I get so annoyed. You like get a real job. What the fuck you talk about, bro? Can you write a song? Can yeah. you produce a song? Can you produce an album? Can you mix and master an entire project? Exactly. They don't fucking tell me to get a real job because that is a job. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, put some respect on people's names. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I think that is yeah. a, a huge core issue. And for me, it's so... And it goes back to the government thing as well. And it's why I think government needs to put some more money and energy and time um, into developing the creative industry in Cape Town is we do have world-class offerings as well that's Definitely. the other thing to we talk do. about like the film industry in cape town is world-class netflix the major u.s studios yeah they send a whole bunch of their shit here to get produced because it's produced at a com- comparative quality at like <laughs> half the price or less yeah um but we have world-class offerings in film i mean yeah, TVC adverts that, you know, the music studios in Cape Town that are world-class and people come from all over the world to, to record and work in. What we need to do is really spend time and money and energy on developing the, um, I think, the visibility of that in yeah. the, you know, in the public eye. And I think it goes back to how we take a couple to the world is like people need to know about that and people need to know who these people are that in Cape Town are delivering world-class services who are the production managers in cape town that are running netflix projects like because they're here you know who are the people making the international audi films and the mercedes films because that shit happens on salaries like Mm -hmm. all of this stuff's happening in cape town and, and in south africa but people don't know about it enough and i think a big problem is we're not talking about ourselves enough I think that goes to why, yeah, we started the podcast and and what we want to be doing is just like, we all know these people, especially if you're in the industry, you know, these people, you know, these world-class engineers, technicians, producers, directors, whatever. But a lot of people don't know that these people are walking around in their city, you know, and people will walk past, you know, massive celebrities at the waterfront or whatever, and like (laughs) just not bat an eyelid. And I think... That to a degree is a problem because if you develop your creative industry and your creative like market at large to a point where it's highly valued, I think it, for me it's one of the reasons that the U.S. has such narrative dominance internationally yeah. is the value of Hollywood. I think that is one of the because what it fundamentally becomes and this is the like becomes a propaganda machine for your country. Yeah, and I mean Hollywood has done that incredibly well um but you know once you have a valuable entertainment industry people will come from all over the world for your entertainment industry yeah without a doubt and And i think we need um, to have that that's what that's what nigeria is on now Mm. where you know the music is, is is bringing the world to us and even 
um, American artists are also trying to get back into their heritage by coming back to Africa mm. and diving into their roots of, you know, the Afrobeat sound and African sound, you know. And I do think it's important also that we, like us, us as like creatives and these companies who exist to help other creatives, is that we should put ourselves out there, like you're saying, you know, um, and that's why I speak specifically to the idea of, of workshops and actually going directly to people and speaking to them, mm. you know, because you find that, you know, people want, like, the, that's what I, I remember talking to a friend of mine about the element of, you know, people like, oh, Cape Town is sleeping on me. Oh, yo, I'm going to move to Joburg. I'm going to just do that there. And it's like, Cape Town is not sleeping on you. No one's sleeping on you. You sleep on yourself. You know, mm. if you if, if you don't go out there, you know, and, and try and meet the people who exist to assist you, you know, then you're going to be in this little bubble by yourself. So it gets like the, the thing with, with Cape Town, it gets it boils down to so many issues mm. that, you know, the one problem filters into the other one and the other one into yeah. the other one. And it gets really difficult to know, like. Where, what is the root? Because there's so many things. It could be the policies. It's everything that's just like, even with the changing of the um, percentage of radio airplay um, of local and international, like the fact that that had to be a conversation yeah. is beyond me. Yeah. Like, why are we begging and fighting for our own music from our country to <laughs> yeah, be played? On our radios. On our yeah. radios. Like, that was weird for me. So, things like that where we as a country don't respect our artists enough until they get, you know, the dubs of the Davidos mm. and the WizKids and the Drakes. And then we're like, oh, yo, that nigga's dope. That nigga being dope, bro. Like, but you're just like, you're waiting for them to like commend Yeah, you're waiting them. for them to be validated yeah, by, by people internationally who yeah, don't understand. Whereas that's, that's crap, you know. It's like we are supposed to be adding that value. Like even with the thing of like, um, who was it? I think it was... Uh, a few years ago, Casper was on an interview at the Breakfast Club, and he was trying to. He was talking about how whenever Americans ask him what he, what is he like in Africa, is he like the Drake or the Kanye? And he's like, that's what he's trying to change. That mindset mm. Mm. is that he's not the Drake of anything. He's the Casper yeah. of that's it. Yeah, you know, yeah. and that and that's what he's done now. Yeah. Where he's the Biliato guy. He's yeah. you know what I mean, establishing that pride in the fact that I'm African. Mm. You know, and this I'm that guy in Africa, the same way there's the whiz kid of Nigeria. Yeah. Then you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's that 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 element that we need. We have to be pri proud of our artists, proud of our creators before they even get the the nod of, of the international guys because you know, when they go there, they're gone. Mm. You know what I mean? And and then we're gonna come back and say, Oh, they forget where they came from, da, da, da. And when I say they're gone, is that I mean like the international stars now. So yeah. you're going to spend most of the time there. Yeah. And the appreciation of the art, like even with like, for example, black coffee, they say now yeah. black coffee is becoming more European with the sound. Whereas might be true, but he's still dope. And he has a bigger audience now than just South Africa. And he plays in Europe. And he plays in Europe the all the time. So you understand <laughs> what I'm saying? So things like that, where whenever we, we, we always criticize our artists when they get to that superstardom level, because now all of a sudden mm. they're changing. Well, yeah. it's it's they don't get enough support in country, and look, obviously to a degree they mm. do because they manage to get to a size where yeah. they can they can get out. But I think overwhelmingly, even the biggest artists, the biggest artists in the country, have so few people in the country that relatively to like the size of the country. Yeah, um, it's like if you looked at most people's like Apple, Spotify, yeah. like artists, it's like probably still overwhelmingly like international artists yeah. and like then the local artists that you like like and yeah. support. But yeah. Exactly. And there shouldn't be like I guess so much of a disparity. Yeah, I mean I think even I'm be. guilty of that. But Yeah, and I mean like look, <laughs> a part of that is we now live in an international world where yeah. it's easier than ever to access music from wherever and that's fantastic. And mm. that's great what we need to start doing is using that to our benefit yep. instead of just going, oh, cool, I can now consume endless American content. It's going, oh, shit. So if I can consume endless American content, they can consume all of our, our shit. <laughs> so I need to now make shit for them to consume. Yep. And I think that's the other issue is uh, developed entertainment industries and even the guys in Joburg versus in, in the less developed or less capitalized industries like in Cape Town is like, they're creating shit constantly and they understand the value of putting that out and they understand. And I think it again is like cater to an international market. If you're an artist in Cape Town, push your shit as hard as you can to an international market yeah. because like, why not? You now have the ability to access 8 billion people as opposed to 55 million, 60 million. Like yeah. 
that's fantastic. That's the biggest opportunity we've ever had to take our city and our country to the world. Like that's, we've now got the tools to do it, mm. but we're not producing it. It's a game of content production ultimately at yeah. the end of the day in today's day and age, if you want to build a brand as an individual, but particularly as an industry, if you want to you know, grow at that scale, you have to be putting out tons of content and material about how you're making the music, how the events happen, how, you know, why they happen, what's the mission. And, you know, like we've had those conversations, what, what are the problems? What are, like you have to create that backlog and, and that kind of wealth of content and information about your industry so that people can, instead of finding an artist and going, oh, I found this cool artist on Spotify. <laughs> I went on Instagram and they're like, post some shit every couple of weeks and it kind of seems mm. like they're actually inactive and I don't really get well, to engage with them. The, the whole point of understanding the business side because yeah. your talent will only get you so much attention. You might Facts. lose interest in that person if Facts. you know, maybe you're not you seeing the them on the socials. You know, whatever. it's funny that you guys mentioned that um, I've had issues with two artists that we've had to remove from the lineup because of that. They like, no, this posting is not within my brand or, you know, my market won't understand. And I'm like, dude, do you understand what marketing is? We <laughs> see the same ad on TV like 20 times. We see the same ad on Instagram mm. all the time. Eventually, you're going to get like, let me see what's this yeah. about. Yeah. You know yeah, what let me at least click on this so that it leaves my fucking algorithm. Yeah, <laughs> and then you find out, oh, this is really dope. Let me mm. actually buy this thing. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? And people not understanding that element and treating their Instagram feed or whatever feed as this like pretty little picture. Yeah. It has to be in specific <laughs> three blocks. And you know, and shout out to those people who do do that. Yeah. But like, it becomes an issue when you start becoming a little stubborn about it. Mm. Yeah. Where, you know, um, you're going to get paid for this gig. You're supposed to be posting and promoting as we requested, as you signed in yeah. a booking contract, yeah. which means you understood your task here. <laughs> yeah. So that issue of like people being, being arrogant about it, and it's just like, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's weird to me because it's like, dude, you, you, you're not just making music. You are selling a product. Yeah. The same way back in the day, you'd go into Musica and there'd be CDs. That's a product. Mm. It has a barcode. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's a product. So that's the same thing with when you're releasing music on Spotify, Apple Music, that's a product. And then the product, again, is your brand. Mm. So if you go, if I if I find you on, on Spotify or whatever, and I click on one of your social links, and I go there and there's like three posts, you know, the last, I don't know, one is last year, one was six months ago, you know, I'm not mm. going to follow you, which yeah. means I'm not going to want to keep up to what you're doing mm. yeah. and interest in the rest of your music. I'm just going to like that one song I heard of you. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So mm. that kind of thing, especially in, in Cape Town, where people don't take that element really seriously, mm. you know, with, you know, even if you don't have to post something every day, but just like there's a power in actually creating a story around your music. Yeah. You know, like I even started doing that this year where I released a song and I did a video of like how I wrote, ended up writing it and what the lyrics mean and the message behind it and all of that. And people liked it because like mm. they actually also get to see my personality. Yeah. And you know, and it's like people, when people actually become fans of you, they become a fan of the kind of person you are more than just your music. Yeah, 100%. You know, that's when you get stands who, whenever you could do something, you can do whatever thing wrong in the world, they will still mess with you because of your personality. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So <laughs> that's an important element that mm. people miss because people want to be assholes and arrogant as fuck and think that people are going to like them. Mm. Yeah. It's not going to work. You could be the dopest rapper alive, bro. But if you're a cunt, yeah. No one is going to like you. No one's yeah. going to book you because you're difficult to work with. No one want to mix a song with you in the studio because you're a dick. Yeah. You understand? Know Kanye. That's uh, <laughs> 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 what's happening at the moment. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's was the biggest sure. rapper on the... And I want to... <laughs> yeah, get in, we're not getting into that. We don't have the yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that all, that's a whole separate hour-long conversation. But, like, on artists like Kanye, who without... He and uh, I think Jay-Z is actually probably an even better example of Jay-Z's not where he is because he's an incredible producer and rapper. Make no mistake about it. Jay-Z's where he is because he's an incredible businessman mm -hmm. who happens to also be a good rapper. Yeah. But, and there's been like a lot of, quite a lot of study on like Jay-Z's business practice because he's he, like, 
it's a business. You, as an artist, you are a business. You ha- you're a brand. So you need to have a marketing department. You need to have a financial department. You need to have yep. bloody HR at some point. You know, you need to have, and then you need to promote yourself as a business. And like you said, your music is your product. How are you market? Like, mm-hmm. how's it being packaged? Quite yeah. literally, how are you packaging yeah. your music? Like, what's the strategy behind that? Why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. Why is your, you know, like, you know, when you're releasing music and you're trying to promote it and everyone's now trying to promote on TikTok, like, look at, like, be strategic about it. Everyone's doing car release videos. So now it's lame. Like, <laughs> now if, now you see an artist who does a, a car release video and it's just, everyone's done it. And this is going to piss off some people. But, like, everyone's done it. There has to be a different thing that you do. And yeah. I think, for like, TikTok, YouTube Shorts now as well has become this huge and a, a very interesting growth platform at the mm-hmm. moment and if you can if you're trying to still catch up on tiktok i'd say put more time into youtube shorts but like it's still this incredible growth platform and as an artist as an independent artist you can still blow your shit up on tiktok yeah. um with a good idea yeah, but you have to be original, original. And yeah. I think, like, if you're struggling, literally make a mind map and just, like, dig into who you are. But, like, for yeah. example, I love food. If I was an artist trying to promote myself, I'd fucking sing a song every night while I make dinner and post those videos. <laughs> and then you get to see how good I am at cooking food and, and how great I am singing. as, like, an artist. Like, think about what you like. It's not that hard. Just yeah. take some time. And <laughs> I like the fact that you said be original because mm. nowadays, like, if you blow up on TikTok but you use the generic format, people forget about you very quickly. Yeah. So it's, it becomes like a, a, a double-edged sword with TikTok yes. because, yes, you blow up, but then people just like, ah, they forget who you are, they forget your name. Yeah. You know, I don't, even, I don't even know how many, like, artists that have blown up that I've completely forgot who they are, what they are. Mm. Uh-uh. You understand what I'm saying? Compared to, like, for example, Lil Nas X, who used a very original way of marketing himself mm. on those platforms. That's why he is where he is right now with just one album. Mm. You know what I mean? He yeah, was performing on in every award show before the album even came out. You know, that use, of course, it's like an exaggerated example because it's in America, but he's a perfect example of how being original with your content, you know, and using those platforms that already have exist in that format is the best way to blow up and then still maintain sustainability mm. and relevance. Because mm. if you're going to keep doing the same thing that everyone's doing, yeah. like the car thing... Yeah. Or yeah. creating a dance, like yeah. bro, we're tired. Yeah. People don't yeah. even dance anymore. Like <laughs> that's so true. Who does TikTok dances anymore? That's so true. No, that's wild. I hadn't thought about anymore. that. Like, hopping on a trend will probably get you a lot of views, just like <coughs> algorithmically, but it's not gonna be memorable. Yeah. Yeah, because like, it's you're just one of very, yeah. very many videos that look almost identical. And I think that's that's spot on and going to the originality and I'm gonna use Will as an example, shout out Will Lindley, just because in terms of marketing organically originally and strategically of late i haven't seen anyone do it as well in cape town and he you know he did the the car videos early on and they worked for him i mean Mm. he had a couple that went super viral and so he still does those videos when he's promoting a new song he'll do a couple in the car but there's also always new formats that he's trying Mm. with so it's like, yeah, if you find something that works, and look, I'm not saying everyone try and do car videos because mm-hmm. we know that works because now it doesn't. But if you found a format that works for you, mm. keep using it, sure, because it's a safe one in the bag. Like that's a one that you can put out comfortably and you know will do reasonably well because people associate it with you. Yeah. But you've got to constantly be pushing to out-evolve yourself. Like you've got to push yourself to – because like – knowing Will and his team and what, like as soon as they find a format that works better than the car videos, mm. they'll switch to that so that they're no longer using an older, you know, strategy yeah. before anyone else realizes what they're doing. And then that one will be the one that is the safe, you safe. know, consistent, yeah. works well, keep experimenting until they find a format that consistently outperforms it, replace it. And like, I think that's also like, you have to get analytical with your the stuff you're putting out. You have to be practical. It can't all just be ego and your creative license and artistic, yeah. you know, how you want to put it out. You know, look, that works for some people. That has worked for some people who stick to their guns, you know, hard-headedly and it, it works out. But 
if you want to do it efficiently and smart and quickly, like learn the basics of social media marketing and algorithms and analytics <laughs> and yeah. how to like put together a content plan and there's so much information on the and internet. You know, so it's actually crazy that you mentioned uh, Jay Z because like I look up to him like hundred percent as an artist and also as a businessman in the way that he and um, um, Biggs and 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 uh, I forgot his name now started Rockefeller mm. and how they built that into what it was mm. and that's kind of what I'm trying to do is that we want to build arts into a business and then myself and our other artists on the label kind of be like the Jay-Z and the Kanye of the label where we have now the resources and the capacity and the team to push ourselves mm. but we first need to establish the base of the business mm. you know what I mean so that's that's kind of like the aspiration that I'm looking at you know, and I wanted to say something on the TikTok thing. I always imagine it as like um, the chips industry, like with Lay's and Simba. They'll always sell the originals that we love, <laughs> you know, but then they'll bring a new flavor, like just, you know, to test something the market. new, just something new. Like, for example, the new um, tomato thingy flavor of Simba. The chakalaka one. The chakalaka one. Yeah. And there's fire, you know what I mean? <laughs> Quite literally. That's dark. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then there's the the new um lace flavors with the like the brown packet and the black yeah. black packet. You know what I mean? Like we still love the yellow and the 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 lightly salted and the the blue one, light blue one. We still love those. Mm. But when we at the store, have we, a see, devil. we see them there, we're like, let me just take the black one. Mm. You know, I had the other one last time. You know, so it's kind of like that. You get treated like like the chips industry. Like mm-hmm. you sell the normal stuff, but bring in something new every now and then to just shock your audience. Because mm. yeah. that shock value can add a lot. Yeah. You know, it's like you know what this person is always bringing something new, and I can always expect something different yeah. from the experience. You know, and that's what we're trying to do with our events and also with our music. Like we always like even myself whenever I make music, I always make sure that. I go back and I listen to my previous release. Is this next release better than that one? Mm. Is my vocals clearer? Mm. Is the mixing better? Is the production better? It's like, it's still Black Iris. They can still expect the same kind of bars, Mm. but it's like, it's a different flow. She changes her voice a bit more here. You know what I mean? So there's always like the differentiating factor that I put into the music and as well as with the business. And I think in the long run, it's going to start working to our favor as it has already now with the brand partners that we've been involved in. So... I advise like every artist out there, start your own record label, start your own thing, even if you're a solo artist. Because if you, cause even with, with Samro, for example, they're more likely to take you seriously if you signed up as a publisher, which is a record label, compared to if you sign up as just an artist. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So those kinds of things where if you get sued or any other legal issue comes up, you don't get sued in your personal capacity. Mm-hmm. Your company gets it. And all those those admin things. Like, start up a company, it's only 175 Rand on um, CIPC. So, I don't know what you're waiting for, guys. But it's portal, it's easier. It's 170 Rand if you want a named company. It's even cheaper if you don't care about naming your company legally. You can still operate under whatever brand you want because that does not matter. It's very cheap to start a gun. And I think one thing to, like, I think pick up on is, like starting a company in that way in South Africa, starting a small business in South Africa is actually very accessible. Mm-hmm. We have a, a relatively very good small business framework yeah. uh, legislatively. There's a lot of support for it. There's a lot of money that goes into it because the con- the government understands the value of, of developing the small business market. So it's a lot easier to start a company um, than you might think. It's way easier. You can do it for free on the internet. Yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt, there is a resource for everything you want. There is a open source alternative to every piece of production software you could need. Um, there's YouTube, bro. There's YouTube <laughs> University. Like, yo, you will, you can do it absolutely. I think obviously there's an element of that that we want to, you know, br- make more real for people and and with workshops and you know it's something we've been considering doing for a long while as well and. You know, there's a lot of value to that in-person interactive learning um, in terms of how you can learn these things. But everything you could possibly want to learn about business, the entertainment industry, marketing, finance, whatever, is available for free on YouTube at a level that will match or exceed most university courses in that True. in that subject yeah. field. Um, 
and and yeah i think that's super important for people to understand it's it's very doable and i think you're right i think people people do take companies more seriously um, which is a bit lame but <laughs> it's true uh, it does give you the legal protection which is also valuable yeah. um the separations great you can do all sorts of things as a company that are a lot easier than if you're trying to do it as an individual so yeah, yeah if you're an artist start a record label you don't even have to use it for that long but l learn it yeah because you know there's so much value in that because you'll learn how to write record contracts and what needs to go into them and what to look out for which means when you read yours you're again you're so much more and that's um, true actually educated on um it. i compiled the the record contracts for our our company and i then got another one offered by um this publishing company they want me to write a song or do a song that they're going to use in like movies and whatever and I read the contract and I'm like, this is going against everything we stand for. Because <laughs> I own nothing. They decide everything. I get 25%. No? 50? Something like that. Crazy. Um, of the royalties. Um, if I want to buy the song back, I have to wait five years. And all these weird legal stuff. And mm. I'm like, I remember my business partner and I discussing it. And she was concerned because she was like, you do understand that everything in this contract goes against the ethos and the mission of mm. arts entertainment. Mm. You're trying to protect artists from these kinds of contracts. Mm. It doesn't make sense for you to sign into it, mm. no matter the p potential benefit that comes yeah. from that exposure. It's like I'm selling my soul mm. just to get that exposure. It's I was not like, always easy to like stick to your yeah. morals. You know, it is sometimes easy to just be like, well, this will benefit me in some way. But in the end, it's yeah. very yeah. important. As long as I can sleep well at yeah. night and I can be like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I did something that I felt was mm. right for me. You know, and I can sit with myself and be like, this doesn't affect my company in a negative mm. way. In the sense that, yes, there might have been a potential benefit in terms of exposure, but it wouldn't have sat well with me to yeah. be stuck in something like that for five years. Because yeah. five years can go very slow when you're in your prison. Yeah. Yeah. You understand? So that I ca it came from me going to law school and learning how to compile my own contracts, compile contracts for our artists, compile contracts for booking artists you know and these things like you can find them online like you can find a template and you can edit them mm. when you want and you actually learn how the legal framework of these kinds of things work you don't always have to have a legal company involved that only comes in later on where the company expands and grows yeah. where you can't always be the one doing everything yeah. Yeah. you know but i definitely learned a lot from compiling the contracts myself going to to law school and all those things so now when mm. those kinds of things come to me i'm like yay Something yeah. here is a bit off. Yeah. You know. And companies yeah. should like stop trying to take advantage. You know, just have I don't know if anyone ever will like capitalism roll, but like, you know, just like stop. Like uh, I think it's, a, it's, just a, it's, stop. it's that just element stop. It's that element of the fact that they know that our artists are uneducated. Yes. You understand? So they're like, okay, yeah. we're just gonna show them the, the mm. flashy stuff of are you gonna get money, are you gonna get exposure, yeah. just sign here. You know, and they know that, okay, the artists, they, like, if you take an example of, like, the MTs of the, of the world who sign these contracts with the record labels and it's like a slave deal where mm. they buy you the car, they buy you the house, they buy your jewelry and everything, and you don't understand that. And then yeah. once you get out, all of that stuff gets taken away and you're yeah, so confused. you think you're getting yeah, so Or you much. have to pay it all back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you think, like, you're, I'm a superstar, yeah. you know, I own all the stuff, and meanwhile, you own nothing. You understand what I'm saying? A whole MT had to Uber around Joburg, guys, because they took his car. You understand? Like things like that. that that's that's humiliating. That's yeah. demeaning. You know what I mean? So that's what these these corps do. Like they mm. see, but this one is hungry. He has the hustle, so I'm going to take advantage. Yeah, it's you know. Sad. So that's that's Just, the capitalist yeah. system you live in, and that's why if we then educate artists mm. and you know um, in, encourage them to be more independent, eventually the record labels will only exist for the bigger artists like the Drakes and mm. the Caspers. And the, the the independent guys can move quicker. Like, for example, Blackie, he signed under an independent label mm. that's under distribution, under Universal or whatever. So that kind of thing is where, like, you educate them and you <coughs> set up the system where <coughs> these big guys can no longer take advantage. And I think that's what's happening now. Everyone is trying to get ownership of their masters and their mm. publishing and all that yeah. stuff. But we're not where we're supposed to be mm. yet, especially in the Cape Town space. Yeah. yeah. No, it's exciting that people are, I think, becoming more educated and becoming more aware and that we do have more and more companies coming into the entertainment space that are more 
ethic and integrity led um, and, and mission led because I think that really makes such a huge difference. And it's one of the things that makes me so excited about the Cape Town industry at the moment is yeah. that we have so many new companies, new operations starting up coming into the space that are that and are there to support artists um, as opposed to keep making record execs shit tons of money. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, I think when you have an ecosystem that becomes more ethic and intent led, the and I, th I like the way you put it, like, yes, you can, you know, there's short-term gains that you could have made with that, that sync deal, but, mm. like, long-term it wouldn't have paid off. Yeah. And I think we've got a lot more people who are making decisions a lot more in that kind of headspace of like, okay, this seems like a quick buck yeah. in the short term, but it, it you know, it, it affects my integrity. It affects my, um, you know, the way that I want to do things. And I think that's, that's really important and really exciting. Um, on that note, I think it's time we, we wrap things <laughs> up, but I wanted to just wrap things up, um, by, or do you want to, mm -mm. Uh, by asking, yeah, what is your hope for the industry in 2023? Um, my hope for the industry in Cape Town or in South Africa in general? Uh, let's keep it a couple. Okay, so for me, like, the hope is that by next year, especially with the, the brands that we're partnering up with and the, the companies that we're trying to get involved in our, in our, in our vision and our goal, um, I hope they don't get in. I don't, I hope that, when these people, these big guys put their money into us and invest into our ideas, that they're not just doing it for the sake of looking like they care. Mm. I hope that we go into 2023 with the fact that they really care about the arts. They really care about the mission that we're trying to move because it will then make artists then less afraid of approaching them for assistance, mm. approaching them for guidance. Because at the moment, like, like we just said, it looks like it's just a money-grabbing scheme and the artist is just a tool that's used. Yeah. So that's my hope for 2023 and that I hope that Cape Town industry also starts expanding and, you know, we start believing in ourselves and not depending on the Joburgs and the Durbans to create projects and spaces that cater for us when there are many of us here who literally love this place, who love the city and who literally would die for it just to create an opportunity. So my hope for 2023 is that we really start foxing with each other and not being so weird and egotistical and shit and, you know, believe in, in, in ourselves enough to be like, I'm going to support that because it's for me. It's for us. And not to be selfish and arrogant and just be more united, you know, because with that, we'll be unstoppable. Yeah. There's nothing better than a united front than a divided one. So, guys, please cooperate well said yeah and get your tickets collaborate and get your tickets make sure you get <laughs> your tickets for Carpets of the world on the 17th of december from 1 to 11 30 p.m it's gonna be a lot of fun uh we'll be there come say hi um Just and my mic <laughs> yeah um yeah make sure you like this video or podcast wherever you're watching or listening subscribe wherever you are um comment your favorite cape town artist below um shout out some homies let's let's do it uh and follow yeah, arts subscribe. entertainment follow arts entertainment we'll you can put probably all scan of, you can that if you can scan it if, let us know you if know. you can scan on the screen that'll be impressive <laughs> um yeah uh, all the links will be in the bio below uh we will see you on saturday Thank you so much for sharing your time and energy and, and your vision with us. I really appreciate it. It's Thank been such a cool conversation. <laughs> um, and yeah, we will see you next week. Bye. 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 <clears throat>